How many of you knew that I was going to start this episode talking about me learning how to handwrite? I know, it's the day after Christmas, you're listening to this and being like, oh, what, what Christmas reflections does he have for us today? And it's learning how to write, and I've written so many cards, and I've written so many little things over the past couple of weeks just to remind everyone, you know, that we still can communicate by our hands holding this little thing that makes this legible mark that then conveys some sort of message to everyone. But I remembered when I was writing, because someone was talking about my writing and I said it's illegible, but other people would say, wow, it's so nice, it's so neat and tidy, how come you, you write on an angle like that? Fun fact, when I was a child, for me to learn how to write, uh, we used to do like dedicated time to actually learning how to handwrite and they would have a piece of paper and behind that piece of paper would have the slanted piece of paper so it would be like a tracing paper so that when you put it on it it then has slants or it's like kind of on a diagonal from left bottom to top right that taught us that every letter you start and every uh, consecutive letter should be sitting within that slant so it's not too slanted but it's just enough and then that way we got taught how to flick the rest of the letter so that it looks like it goes into the next letter I was about six or seven when I learned how to do this and I still remember it and it's still how I write now because we had that piece of paper behind our paper that we would write on pretty much for the rest of our primary schooling life the funny thing is and it's kind of leading on from what Selwyn was talking about where he was talking about te tika, uh, rere, and then so on and so forth. We learned how to write. So we learned how to get the flow of it, like te rere, or the, the rere of the writing. So the flow of the writing. We learned how to get that, but actually we weren't learning what we were writing. We were just copying stuff and we were writing it out so that it looked really nice. But if you were to ask me what it was that I actually did write... I couldn't damn tell you. And my reflections for this year is that there have been moments in in my entire life, and especially this year, where I've looked at the year and there are just blurs. There are are areas where I really cannot tell you the clothes that I was wearing, the people I was affiliating with, the types of things I had learned in that time, and it's because there are a lot of times in, in there where things were so stressful that I just went through the motions to get it done. My huge reflection is that I want to be more intentional with where I'm putting my energy uh, and that I have so such amazing people around me that I need to be intentional about the energy I give as well as the energy that I receive. Um, a lot of people now have opportunities for me and that's opportunities in speech marks because they understand the cultural capital or the capital in general that I can bring to a team and I need to realize my worth now and realize that, you know, I am the one who's creating my opportunities as well. Uh, and I've had amazing people who have given me these opportunities. And all these other people who say that they have great opportunities for me uh, can get to the back of the line. But anyway, time to get into this episode. Let's get it. So some of you will be listening to this post-Christmas. Uh, actually, all of you will, listening, will be listening to this post-Christmas because this is set to release post-Christmas and it's a time of togetherness. If you listen to my Christmas episodes for the last three years now, um, I always kind of dog Christmas. I really didn't like Christmas, having multiple families, uh, you know, my step-family, my mum's family, my dad's family, 
Uh, and them being scattered all over the place, some in the Cook Islands, some in Australia, some in uh, just all around Aotearoa. Uh, and I hated it. At the amount of stress that it would cause my family, especially uh, when we were younger, feeling like they had to provide, but financially uh, didn't really have the means. That was one sort of source of stress. Another was the feeling of, of letting people down because you couldn't be at some, but you could be at others. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was always a time where everyone would celebrate the festivities of it, but seeing the actual stress that it put on the people that I cared about, uh, it changed the way that I saw Christmas. And when people love celebrating it, and then I would look at the types of families or the dynamics of their family is, you know, their parents are still together, they're a loving family. There were those types of families who they could pretty much call their parents for whatever they needed. And I think I envied that. I think I was very jealous and... You know, it would just be like, of course you'd love Christmas because you've got everything. Um, But I guess over time, the Christmas period for me has just been a really cool time just to just to relax and do the opposite. You know, last year I had a Christmas by myself. This year I'll be with a very small amount of uh, a very small crew. And yeah, it is a time of togetherness. But I think for myself, just to reflect uh, a little bit more on everything else that's going on, but then also gear up for the second half of the year. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking, like, what? Second half of the year? It's the end of the year. Uh, but following Matariki is, you know, um, Te Toho, that's kind of what I'm gearing up for. And I've kind of come off a really, a really, like, energetic last half of the English or the Western calendar. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of momentum going into uh, the Raumati, so going into the summer. But anyway, um, let me just talk about the end of the week. And I'm all over the place right now because I'm trying to figure out how I properly give this to you. But coming to the end of the year of a work year, we had a karakia. So we have a, a komatua here on campus. And, you know, I've known this guy for you know, coming up six, seven years now. And he's always given me the time. He's always sat down with me and... And he's, he's really good at sensing energies. He's, he's talked to me about a lot of things and, you know, the types of things that keep me happy, the types of things that will actually, you know, detract from me. And he's he's never really given me advice on different things, but he definitely has opened channels in my brain uh, that then help me see what's good and what's not for me and what's serving and what's not. And kind of just actually seeing it properly, like seeing the energy kind of come off me or or come onto me. And he knows as soon as I walk in the room, the type of energy I'm bringing with me, uh, which can be kind of a daunting job for him, but that's what he's been trained to do. He's very, yeah, he's very awesome. Anyway, he's our, he's our on-campus komatua. Um, I caught up with him. He sat with me for like two and a half hours and we were talking about karakia and we we're talking about it coming from the heart. And if you were to do it, what would that look like? Um... And yeah, he just, every time I walk out of the room, I just feel so light after chatting with him. Um, but he took us, took our staff and, and gave us a, you know, a karakia to end the year. And it was about, you know, it was close to 20 minutes, maybe half an hour of just reflection on the year. Just all beautiful, beautifully sequenced all the way through, um, you know, asking for guidance, asking for, you know, clarity of everything as we go into um, our, our trips and our journeys and just kind of to close this chapter off, which is the year, uh, the academic year. And after it, I genuinely felt lighter uh, and I genuinely felt like I had a kind of a second burst to then go again. 
And this is this is the th- these are the things you know. This is like the exercise we know we should be doing, the the vegetables we should be eating, when we know we should be doing this sort of stuff. Like my Maori, I know I should be learning, um, and you feel so much better after it. But we, it's just you get so caught up in everything um, that you forget to do the stuff that actually ground you. <clears throat> and this is not grounding, you know, from the Western view of take your shoes off and go stand on grass. This is proper grounding to the things that align you to you know closest to your center and that was it that was like karakia ritual all of that sort of stuff as part of me as part of my my ancestry as part of everything that got us to where we are now and it's something that I haven't neglected but it's just something that I forgot I needed until I got that so that's something that I'm going to be intentional about is actually making sure a couple times through the year we go and do that Uh, but I'm also learning my own karakia so that I can help uh, with myself and even though it's not a karakia per se something that I have been doing every morning so Tikuru Dues he's, uh, he's he's just an awesome dude um, something that he kind of recommended is that you have a mantra every morning so I know I wake up and I talked about my morning routine earlier but what I've put in now is just a silent moment just a very very short moment before I put my glasses on and one of the first thoughts that I do when I wake up in the morning is ka whakamaurio i aotearoa so my job or I will, you know, help transform uh, or help turn this country Māori or like start to kind of make sure that all my thoughts in the morning are Māori. I ka Māori te whakaaro te nei. You know, all of my thoughts today be Māori, be grounded in Māori so that everything that I do is part of that re-indigenizing space. And I know I had Māori on here and he said re-indigenizing and I do prefer that over decolonizing because decolonizing is, is very deficit-based. Anything that has D means you have to deconstruct something. But re is kind of like, you know, reinvigorate, reinvoke, And it's like bringing it back because it knew it was always there. Uh, and it still has power. And it, and it has the ability to actually grow and be that some more. So those are two things that I'd, you know, I'd switch between the two. And that's my, my call to myself. That's my intention for the day is to be Māori. Be okay with being Māori. Think Māori. And, you know, just know that that's what's going to guide me for that day. And honestly, since I have started doing it, and everyone's going to be listening to me like, listen to this pyramid scheme artist. But honestly, ever since I started doing it, I've felt right and wrong. Like, way easier. It's really hit me. Like, it, it's come into this thing that I call the, uh, <coughs> the, the tupuna belly, or the... You know, the memory that your body has, you know, we talk about evolution a lot, we talk about all these stress responses, and I never really thought, but like, actually, those are ancestral, you know, memories that are within you, and it's been passed down genetically, and we we grow these different things, but you know how people will talk about your feelings, or kāre aroto, um, coming from the gut, you know, trust your gut, and that's literally because your ancestors are in there, and they have the memory, and they'll they'll drive you to feel that sort of way. So it's in your puku. And that's um, something that I've been in touch with more now that I've started to do all this different stuff. Um, and it's it's honestly been the most refreshing, even though it's quite a, it does get quite heavy. Like the, the types of feelings you get are like, oh, like when it's gross, it's really, really gross. But then when you're happy or joyful, you actually do feel it like three times more. And that's just a little bit of being in touch with who I am uh, and the that element of myself. And these are all things that people can bottle up and sell, you know. But 
I'm just saying it's a small thing that you need to flick in your brain to connect with your heart, to connect with the rest of yourself. And, you know, you don't have to do anything fancy to be able to do it. It's just, it's a mindset and it's a belief that it is possible. Um, so, yeah, anyway, <clears throat> part of that, uh, the, the catch-up, I've been in Wellington for my sister's graduation. She graduated with a, a Bachelor of Arts and she is now doing a Master of Fine Arts. So over the next couple of months... Uh, actually, starting on February 1st, she will have a show, and I will uh, make sure that I plug that as much as possible. If you are in Te Whanganui Atara, um, make sure that you get along. It is part of her master's thesis, um, and if she puts on this production, she then gets graded, and hopefully she'll be able to graduate with her master's of fine arts. But basically, it, it's... um. It's it's just following stories, and it's really cool because we were laughing about it because there are there's humor in it, and there's there's characters that are specific to Mauke, the the island that we're from, or uh, Akatoko Manava, and there are characters from the eighties, real people, real stories, and she has kind of put it all together using you know my mum's stories as well, or some of the other people who are from Mauke around that time. Although the humor is hilarious. The humour will be that much more funny for those people who were there or who understand the context. So that's just something, uh, if you're if you're keen to get involved or keen to go support my sister, that would be absolutely amazing. She has been very intentional, intentional is the word, about um, having an all Cook Islands cast, um, trying to get the backing cast to be Cook Islands, and one character is speaking fully Cook Island Māori. Um, so I think this is one of the first times that something like this has ever been done and she's been very intentional about it. If you were to ask me uh, two years ago um, about that sort of approach, I would have said it's absolutely ridiculous. You don't need to do something like that for it to be out there. But seeing her passion and seeing her drive to actually make sure that that comes to fruition um, and me revisiting that, that part of myself or maybe that sort of that fragile nature within me you know, I really commend her and I'm so proud of that and I'm really excited to see what ends up coming out from that because I, I do think it's going to be game changing. I spoke to Torfinger from Laughing Samoans. I mentioned that as well and, and it was something that he got excited about and if we all remember, he was kind of one of the initial people who brought um, like Samoan or, or Pacific humour to the stage and, and for it to go mainstream. So if he got excited about it, then I think everyone else should as well, because obviously he is someone who, who had to fight, I guess, to become on the mainstream, but then selling it from a purely specific, like, Samoan way, and that then sold. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that I'm excited for. Um, but what I wanted to say is that when I was in Wellington, uh, so we've already seen one interview come out from my time in Wellington. That was with my boy, Salwen Tepa, and he also graduated uh, literally like a couple of days after we, re we recorded that. And I don't know if I'm manifesting this, but a lot of the people who are coming into my circle, now that I tell them, <clears throat> you know, I'm on this reclamation of my reo and, and starting to use it a little bit more, but starting to think it a little bit more, you know, just how supportive people are. When I tried to do this a couple of years ago, uh, and speak more real, and because I'm just very vocal, and I'm very like staunch with what I do, probably too staunch at times, but sometimes you need those people, <clears throat> like I have been told that it has been too much, and we can see like my belief in those different things that people would say, because then I would just tone it and go totally the opposite way, like I'll try to be as parky as possible, because I wanted to fit in, but now that I'm really realizing what's happening, I'm actually just like, wow, I like, I actually don't need to please everyone, I just need to create that circle. So that's part of my intention. 
part of my intention is to have those sorts of people around me. Um, and the types of people I've been able to interview uh, are amazing. And I'm so stoked and I'm really excited for them to come. And this is, this is not like, you know how people fucking jump on social media like, oh my gosh, you're not going to want to miss this one. Look, if you miss it, you miss it. But these episodes will be there all the time. So you can go back. Like if it serves you at the right time, be intentional about where you put your energy. If listening to me messes you up or if the stuff that I'm talking about at that time doesn't suit you or doesn't feel like or you don't feel like you can take those tools right now and apply them, maybe make a note and then you can come back to it when you're ready. But don't feel like you have to follow it because you are, you know, you, you, you're a fan, you've listened to all of them. That's awesome. But remember, this will always be there. It's up in the cloud, it's up in the ether. Uh, and when you come back to it, when you're in a space where you can actually maybe make a bit of a change or have a little bit of a, a think and be able to apply it at some point, obviously come back, you know, come back when, it, when you're ready for it. But don't feel obligated to listen. Don't feel obligated to have to agree with everything that I say um, because that's, that's not the nature of this podcast. This podcast is to get people thinking, uh, is to feel like you have a friend as well in a lot of the, the journeys that you're on, but it's not to build a following. It is really just to help one person, half a person, help myself. That's what it's all about. So um, making sure that when you are listening to this, you know, you're taking things, but maybe, you know, those little fruits that you have, make a little note for yourself so that you can come back for it. I'll always be here. Um, and even if it's not new episodes that I'll always be here, my past self will always be here. Um, so you'll be able to come back as well. I, I don't, I know people feel embarrassed when they see me or when they talk to me and they say, look, I haven't caught up with the podcast and that's absolutely fine. Like I, I have no worries about it whatsoever. I, I'm doing this just for all of us. So don't worry about that. Anyway, um, so I've had a staff dinner, I dressed up as a lobster, I'll put those photos up shortly, um, I had my performance appraisal, which is also important, like part of this end of year wrap up that I really enjoy is that you get to go through uh, this year and have a bit of a reflection on everything that's happening, and I think those are important, and this is what I mean by reach, like checking in with yourself, but also check in with the different squadrons, squadrons, quadrants, quadrants that you have of your life. Um, and just see like how much are they serving you or the different parts or the different avenues that you want to drive it. So when I came into my performance appraisal, I thought about everything that I've been doing. I thought about you know, the different roles that I have, contracts that I had. And I was thinking, you know what, um, I actually think I probably should shift into this way. And the thing with a performance appraisal is that you're going in with senior, senior members who understand the game. They just know what's working right now, what's feasible, what's not. So I put a couple of things on the table and I'm starting to create the life that you know I want to live that will benefit me, that will also benefit the other people. So how where's that reciprocity? So that's something I always try to fight for is if I'm coming into a space, how am I looked after? But then also how the people that I care about are looked after. Uh, so that's kind of part of this performance appraisal was looking at the types of research outputs I'm doing, the type of teaching I'm doing, the types of, uh, types of service that I'm doing. And with all of that, you know, what, where would my skills best fit over the next couple of years so that I'm actually um, optimizing my time, but also optimizing the time of the people who are assisting me. Um, if we're putting me into things that I'm not enjoying and other people have to then, you know, pick up the slack because I'm not enjoying it, um, that's, you know, that's not beneficial to anyone. And really, it's just going to drive us all into the ground and prof probably cause some sort of resentment. Um, so that's that was a really cool thing about the performance appraisal and you know it doesn't need to, need to be a performance appraisal for your job but think about the different things that you're involved with and think about the most optimal way to use your time 
Now, not everything can be optimized. Like, I've been really trying to fight to use, like, maramataka is, is the thing that drives activity every now and then. But also, we live in a capitalist society. We live in a world, you know, where you need to pay your bills. So some things may not be optimal, but be aware. On these days or on these time frames where we know energy will be low, just, just schedule it. Just be like, okay, well, if we're going to have huge meetings or like huge board meetings or huge strategic meetings, maybe we put it around this time of the year. So look at your entire calendar and then you can kind of use them together because there is, I mean, unless you create an indigenous school where you're off the grid and, and your money, like everything's just going to be paid for, I don't think, you know, we could necessarily just go into Maramataka, but I think we can shift that way. We can definitely cater towards it a little bit more. Um, but I think for us, you know, to be grounded in it a little bit more, if we're aware of the both and kind of create some sort of hybrid, then we can please the people um, on both ends. And you can also feel a little bit better as you're doing it. I did not plan to talk about that. So if it doesn't quite make sense and you want to come at me, um, please be nice. But, you know, that's a uh, shout out to Josh as well. Josh and Caitlin, uh, sorry I couldn't make your wedding. I hope you had the best time ever. Uh, you two deserve each other. You've been together for as long as I've known. And it's awesome to be able to celebrate love. Uh, so that's two weddings in the last two years for our family. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to see all that sort of stuff happening. But anyway, that's my, that's my very, very, very small uh, token that I can give you for today. And <clears throat> just remember, uh, anything that you can do to help re-indigenize your space or anything that you can do to help reconnect with yourself, whether that's an indigenous perspective or whether that's just who you are that makes you feel like you can flourish and makes you feel like, you are getting energy and gaining energy from the things that you're doing. That's all I can say for now. Um, I'm totally humbled by the amount of people who are messaging just saying that, you know, I've encouraged them to start their real journey. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm very, very new to a lot of these learning concepts for Māori, um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I think if we can start to build a community, if you want to be part of that community, definitely message reach out and I'll try to create something so that we can, you know, make sure that we caught it all uh, and get more time to practice. But anyway, I love you all. We're coming into the new year. Stay safe, please. Um, <clears throat> take your time. You know, don't, no need to rush anywhere. Um, please do not drink and drive. Have that all sorted for yourselves. We want to be, we want to be here for the long term. Anyways, love you all.